Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the new Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you decide to listen to this thing, and sitting next to me is... Chris Weir. Hey! Hey! Hey. Welcome back, buddy. How are you? I'm doing... Wonderful. Wonderful? Yeah, I think so. I think I'm wonderful. <laughs> you think you're wonderful? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, it's better to think that you're doing wonderful than acknowledging that you're in a bad mood. Very good. Yeah, I think uh, I'll try to follow, uh, you know, the tone that I set there, just thinking I might be wonderful. Yeah, that's a high <laughs> bar that you can easily clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just because, yeah, because you said it. You made it. We're going to make it. We'll manifest it. How about you? You wonderful? Good. I'm good. I uh, I got a new hat today. You know, Ebbets teamed up with uh, Brand 47 to make MLB hats, which has been the dream. Problem is, this is all satin, so it's a tight squeeze. I've been stretching it out, and my head feels like Chris Farley Mm. saying, fat guy in a little hat. Yeah, it's got a sheen there to it. It's satin. Yeah, buddy. It's all real nice. I mean, it looks good, but uh, seems like it might feel miserable. It is not <laughs> I mean, great your right Your forehead now. is busting out of that. Yeah, it is. And then, oh, I can see the mark on the screen. Look uh, at that thing. Yeah, now you can, you're able to think again. <laughs> Blood is rushing back to the top of your head. I'm like, oh, I remember math. <laughs> um, but it hurts. But that's, you know, pain, pain, no pain, no gain, or... Pain for beauty or yeah, whatever it is. Beauty is pain. Beauty, thank you. Mm-hmm. That's what I was looking for. Uh, but, you know, it'll stretch out. You know how satin jackets stretch. You don't got to talk to me about satin jackets. <laughs> I know about them. I know about it, satin jackets. <laughs> well, beautiful. Uh, yeah, how, uh, how was your week? It was pretty good. Sun was out. Uh, I think I did a few things. Went out, uh, watched a show or two. Um, was doing some chores outside. I was trying to dig up an old bush. Oh, yeah? Plenty of roots. <laughs> Don't get me going. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I had a pretty productive week. So you were doing part. manscaping? I was doing some manscaping, but uh, in the actual yard. Mm-hmm. Down there, it was it's awful. <laughs> yeah, There's it's, a lot of stuff down it's there. It's bad. We yeah. need Manscaped to sponsor us mm-hmm. again. Um, Man, I, I, I could, I've never done, I've, well, okay, that's not true. I have dug up a bush. It is yeah. the worst. It's terrible. You don't realize how bad it is until you start getting more, you know, you start peeling away, like, more of the soil and stuff. You're like, and these roots are just everywhere. They just don't stop. <laughs> it's not deep. Like, it's like, I want to cut this one little thing where everything's growing out. It's like, no, it's just 80 things <laughs> intertwined. Yeah. So, yeah, that uh, is a project that I uh, have not finished. And so mm-hmm. now we got this really wackadoo looking bush <laughs> up front that is really hacked to shit. But uh, I'll, I'll take care of it. You quarter murdered a bush. Yeah, I'm letting all the other bushes know. Like, hey, <laughs> you uh, mess with my driveway. You start, you know, piling up roots under there. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> you make it difficult for me to back up. I'll make your life end. <laughs> Snip, snip, motherfucker. <laughs> snip, snip. Evergreen my ass. <laughs> you think I got a green thumb? I'm a green murderer. Yeah, I'll murder. I'll murder. <laughs> well, I'm glad that we have moved from the deck 
out into the yard. True. I feel like I'm always just updating like all the uh, stuff. I'm, well, I just feel like it's just recently been good outside. Yeah. So I'm just like packing in all the outdoor stuff. <laughs> Get it in now before it's brutally hot and humid. Yeah. So then yeah. you can look at it from the inside of your house mm. and go, I did a good job. Yeah, it looks like it'd be fun to hang out there. <laughs> I wish it didn't feel like a swamp out there. Mm. And then you just go back in and take a nap on the couch. Yeah. That's, I the, do that. that's perfect. That's nice. Um, I, I had a pretty good mm. one. I was in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Went to, uh, I had shows with a friend of the pod, Ricky Glore, and then went to Comerica Park on Sunday. Basically walked around for three hours and then left because the game rained out. Mm, sorry to hear that. It's okay. You got a nice tour. I got a great tour. I did make a new Frankenfood video coming soon, so not going to spoil anything. Okay, not going to talk about it? No. Okay, you know, I'm right, gonna, right. I, Hey, I'm going to leave people in suspense, <clears throat> you know? It's a big deal. Yeah? It's my brand. I can't, you know, I can tease a little bit. Can I, you say, can you rate it on a scale of uh, 1 to 10 where you think the Frankenfood... I will, landed. I will say on a taste scale, we'll go 8-3. On how I felt after I ate it, 0.6. And the Pepto-Bismol scale. Oh, didn't even, I didn't even think to bring it. Yeah. But I was um, very red in the face and sweating afterwards, and I kept looking at everyone going, I think I might puke. <laughs> I think I might be dying here. I'm like, wait a minute. This is how you eat too much. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, your face is really red. We're worried. I was like, I'm going to go to the restroom. I went and relieved myself in my pants, not in my th- my tummy. Okay. Made it through. And then uh, at Comerica, they have a uh, uh, carousel. And I was wearing my Miggy shirt that okay. I got from In the Clutch. Very cool. Uh, and it's him, Miggy, riding the carousel. So I was like, oh, oh, I have yeah. to get on the carousel. Yeah, you got to make that happen. Yeah, I got to make it meta that I'm on the carousel with a shirt of Miggy wearing the carousel. And so I uh, put one leg up and I went to swing my other leg over the tiger and I forgot that I'd eaten so much food <laughs> that I got a thick burp. Oh. No puke, just a whole reminder. Oh, okay, I had some crumbs in there. Oh, yeah. And it was, I was moving, I was shaking. Swaying around. <laughs> Nothing happened. And that actually helped me settle down. So. Okay. It was good. Uh, it was good. I made it through. The ballpark's great. I have a beverage bat downstairs. Mm, you showed me that. I showed you that. I should have brought it up. But here's the thing. The beverage bat. There we go. It's that tall. It's pretty good. It actually does have a, like a good grip. Like those Mark McGuire Jr. Or Mark McGuire bats they had. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They had like those imprints in there. Get the fingers and the ridges. Mm-hmm. Problem is you can't like stand it up anywhere. There's no flat bottom. So oh, I can't just like set it on the table. The practicality. And they don't make yeah. cup holders like for that specifically. No, they should. Maybe that's that's our business venture. Mm-hmm. We make cup holders for bat- beverage bats. We do that. Or like you know, like softball players do. They have like the bats sticking out of their back. <laughs> but it's designed for Bud Light. Okay, yeah. Bud Light bats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know how people love Bud Light right now. Oh, yeah. It's all the rave. That's oh. what people are talking about. How much they're really enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. How much they're enjoying it. How much they're drinking it on a regular basis. There's no drama whatsoever. Oh, my God. I've never seen people so close to shooting Clydesdales. <laughs> Outrageous. <laughs> oh my god, Cletus, come here. Yes, no, you are going to be sacrificed for the gays. Come here. Yeah, just your head returning in the glue. <laughs> yeah. 
That's enough for your supply of Elmers. Those fuckers are big. Yeah, they got big craniums. <laughs> Huge craniums. Filled with glue. <laughs> Give us the glue. Give us the glue. We're mining your head for glue. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, they just like, you know, like those cattle prod things like in No Country for Old Men where they Ooh, go up and they... Yeah. They just do that to his head and it makes a glue stick. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It perfectly extracts it. Yeah, then they just drop it in the tube. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and they glue his head back together. <laughs> you think we're going to have him run? <laughs> I heard he's going to be attending a pride parade. <laughs> Take him out. Take him out. Take him down. Mm. But yeah, now I'm back here. It was great. It was awesome. I think we had Easter, too, since the last time. Did you do anything for Easter? Did we talk about that? Oh, that was last Sunday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was last yeah, Sunday. Yeah, you're right, you're right. What, oh, yeah, yeah, because you went over to your uh, uh, aunt and uncle slash neighbors. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. I couldn't remember, because that's where I remember the Bud Light stuff happening. Yeah, and I uh, napped. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. baby. I, I did exactly what Jesus did the three days before Easter. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> slept. Got hammered and slept. <laughs> God damn. That's spot on. Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I'm just so not mad at that. Hi, Paul. <laughs> ah, sorry, I got a hole. <laughs> this hat, okay, now it's actually, like, I'm watching it on the screen while we're recording, while I'm talking, and with my, how fat, not how fat my head is, how tight this is, and me talking, it is just moving up like this and now i'm just looking oh that's yeah it's, it's navigating up towards the top there it's definitely it's I, migrating around i think we're gonna have to just do a quick hat switch yeah, that's fine this hat switch brought to you by team uh, USA baseball yeah there we go there we go that little world baseball classic for you it's just crazy off screen is my desk and i have probably 40 hats strewn between there yeah he's got a lot of hats to choose from and a thing of like zippo lighter fluid <laughs> hey sometimes i just want to get a little buzz on dude yeah yeah you know yeah. And, uh, you can tell it's... top me off here you go pal <laughs> oh um so yeah it was good and then uh, i went to the ball game tuesday yeah then, uh, which one was that was that the blowout game or, or what which blowout game that was the close one i think hold on if you're going to make me double check. Oh, this I'm was... sorry. I'm sorry. I'm making a pull oh, I went, the I spreadsheet. Went to the, uh, I went to the game on, um, hold on. We prepared Thursday. for all of this. I went to the game on Thursday. No, wait. Son of a bitch. Was it the one they won? That's the one that they won. Okay. I saw them wait. Okay. Now I don't remember which game I went to. Because Monday they were at, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday they were at, and they got swept, and then they came home, and they they won six to two. Yes. Nice. So I got to see a win. That was pretty cool. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> so it was good. It was pretty good. Um, yeah, it was nice being in that ballpark and knowing that that uh, Great American Ballpark is pest free. Yeah, that's something we don't have to worry about, uh, to my knowledge, but uh, not the case uh, in Oakland. Not the case in Oakland. People say the Reds are a trash organization, uh, and they couldn't be more wrong, because we can look at Oakland and go, we've never had a possum take over our visiting broadcast booth. Yeah, they have literal trash varmints <laughs> scurrying around and taking over parts of the stadium. Yeah, they're claiming it for their own. <laughs> it's being overran. Yeah, just like when the mayor of New York said, we are not afraid of the rats. They will not take us over. <laughs> the owner of the A's is saying, we're not going to let one possum ruin our fun. Uh, so if you don't know what happened, it's so funny. In the visitor's uh, broadcast booth, 
there had been a possum that was a regular there. Yeah, apparently a regular. They all knew about the possum. It was like everyone was like, oh, yeah, the possum. Eddie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Visitor's yeah. booth? Yeah, he's crazy. Yeah, he's wild, man. <laughs> you hear the little scratch scratch? Yeah, he'll bite. He'll bite. <laughs> he'll bite. Yeah, make sure you're up on your tetanus shots. Yeah. Hopefully you don't get raped. Um, <laughs> they just abbreviate to rabies. They're just it's so casual yeah. there. <laughs> just, yeah, you know, you don't want to get a little bit of the rabies. They're always curious. It's like, how come rabies is included in our insurance? I, you don't got to worry about you that. Don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just one, it's just one stop. You're for sure going to sign it. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to want to take this long needle. It's for your best interest. <laughs> Welcome to Oakland. <laughs> uh, and so they knew about it. And then uh, they set up a, so they set up a trap for this possum. And then the A's were on the road, and when they came back and, like, the Mets broadcast team was setting up, they smelled the possum. Because the possum was trapped in a cage and was behind the walls just shitting and pissing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's the first thing they said. They were met with a, a, a funk, an odor. Yeah. A, a, it had dispelled itself. <laughs> yeah, they were. They spent. If you haven't seen the clip, I'm, I'm sure we'll post it up here. Uh, the way they describe it, uh, they go into great detail for like four and a half minutes. I have no idea why they were allowed to just openly talk about like just how despicable and <laughs> infested the stadium is. Yeah. Well, they. I, here, I think that they were allowed to talk about it because here, there's a couple angles you could look at it. The one for me is that uh, they didn't care. That's probably the big one. <laughs> yeah. We don't give a fuck. And so after them not giving said fuck, they were like, well, we can't, like, we're not going to put a hush order on them. It happened. Mm-hmm. They can't not talk about it. We can't talk about the Oakland A's right now. This is terrible. <laughs> talk about the possums. Talk about the Oakland O's, the opossums. <laughs> Oakland opossums. Opossums. Possums are disgusting. Anyway, um... But I think the, uh, the they don't care. And then the other angle is, is they've been saying for years how they need a new ballpark. That's a good strategy. So they're saying like, hey, let them talk about how the possum broke in and shit everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had to move them so it becomes a public health emergency. It's kind of the strategy where teams will tank to get like higher draft picks. Yeah. Let the possums roam free. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a new uh, concession stand. Yeah. <laughs> just let the possums take over. Don't clean up. Don't clean up. Just let it happen. Let the varmin take over. Let them create a varmin city. And you know what? I bet it's like a version of Animal Farm out there, but in the outfield where they where they have the tarps yeah. with the retired numbers. <laughs> yeah. It's just different type of varmin. It's, that's just the number of possums they have dead <laughs> under there. It has nothing to do with the numbers. That's no. just how many, how many dead rodents we're storing <laughs> under here right now. They're like, Ricky Henderson, 24. Oh, what a great number. Don't look under there. Either there isn't 24 dead Yeah, possums. don't investigate those numbers. <laughs> don't look at all. Yeah. 42 for Jackie Robinson? No, it's well, maybe, but it's not for 42 dead raccoons. <laughs> it's for sure not for it's 42. For, yeah. It's for sure <laughs> not for the 42 dead raccoons. I wonder what other numbers they have retired. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they have them up so high. It's, it's above the smell zone. Yes, yeah. Well, I mean, when you have maybe 4,000, 3,000 people attending a game, mm-hmm. I don't think the thing that they're going to smell is dead possum. Probably not. Or dead raccoon. Okay, Oakland A's retired numbers. Tarps. <laughs> How crazy. Is this? Are you looking for dead possums? <laughs> <laughs> if only. Okay. So I have, feel like I have a little bit of skin hanging down from right there. Okay, so the retired numbers that they have, 
which again, you don't just get your number printed and hung on the side. They print a giant tarp for you to cover up where people aren't sitting. <laughs> Dave Stewart, 34. So one, Ricky Henderson, 24. Beck, 43. There's, so there's three. Uh, Reggie Jackson, nine. Four, Raleigh Fingers, five. Catfish Hunter, six. Jackie Robinson, 42. Yeah, seven. I was going to say, they had to retire a larger number to take care of those records. <laughs> those possums. Those possums. They just retire. It's like, yeah, we feel like it's time to retire uh, Andy Chavez's number. It's like, what? You only played for you guys for like three years. Yeah, we just need a new tart. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah. but they. What I loved about that whole clip was how casual they were talking about, like, a possum just shit. Not casual, but, like, as clean as possibly they could be of talking about a possum shitting. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the exact uh, phrasing they used. They didn't say droppings. They said leavings or something like that. Leavings. Expelling themselves. There was one more, and I can't remember what it was. Yeah, but none of it sounded, uh, you know, enjoyable. It was not uh, delightful. But uh, I guess it was just... The way they were talking about it was just like, yeah, it's Oakland. This is going to happen. This is, this is great. <laughs> well, you're either going to get attacked by a possum or you're going to get shot in the street. You pick one. Mm-hmm. We're Oakland. Yeah, Oakland. <laughs> even the possums have <laughs> knives. Yeah. Do you know why the A's main color is green? It's because when you get bit by a possum, your arm will change that color. Oh, the gangrene. Yeah, the gangrene. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, so I don't know who the official pet uh, pest remover is for the Oakland A's, but I think they lost their job. <laughs> yeah. Or they just gained a new sponsor. They I don't could, know. They could be. Or maybe they need one. Why don't we set up a fake business and then like send a pitch and see if we can get the Oakland A's. Got possums taking over your sports stadium? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to move the Mets broadcast because of a sharp teeth piece of shit? <laughs> Does it smell, smell like rodent urine in your uh, stadium booth? <laughs> Did you set up a possum trap and forget to check on it? <laughs> Did you have a series of away games and you come back and it smells like rat turds? <laughs> well, that'll never happen with us because we'll make sure to check the traps. <laughs> we aren't high on PCP at all. Not happening here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, uh, Oakland, the Oakland A's can't move to Las Vegas soon enough. Yeah. Well, they got to take the possums with them. They, uh, well, good thing they'll just have drunks sleeping oh, in the that would be a great uh, thing if someone makes uh, a logo, their mascot, the possums. <laughs> the shitty possums. The Oakland possums. <laughs> the infested possums. This, that's just a possum wearing a Steph Curry jersey. <laughs> mm. That'd be great. Um, another, another baseball news that's not baseball news. Uh, did you see what happened last week in Colorado? With the the mascot? Yeah. Oh, that I'd never seen that before. Like the, someone actually, someone uh, tried to tackle uh, the mascot, the the Rockies mascot, and I it was he didn't really do that well, but it was yeah. still just like a, a drunken sort of thing, and that's another thing that we'll post. But that was wild. It was great. Uh, I am I am for sure gonna post the clip of this in the reel. Um, someone was, I don't, I, we cannot confirm or deny if this guy was drunk or not, but he stood up on the, on the home, 
home dugout and charged Dinger and just Troy Polamalu'd him. <laughs> just shoulder in, took his knees out, and Dinger just went on his back and long purple tail. Just like, ah! And then the guy just like got up. He's like, I should have done that. And just ran out of the ballpark. Dude, yeah, I think he had to have been hammered. I mean, he's just thinking like, man, that Triceratops, man, I'm going to beat the shit out of it. <laughs> His, per- his face may be purple, but he's turning me red. <laughs> they just got up and got him. Yeah, I'm wondering, too, if like there's more people getting drunker faster at the stadiums now. Because it seems just so ridiculous. I mean, that that, yeah. that can't be a... I hope it's not a sober person that thought it would be a good idea to physically assault someone in that. <laughs> I mean, when I was watching, I was like, man, that the mascot looks so surprised. We're like, we can't make any like facial expressions. It just looked like it's like, this can't be happening. <laughs> there's no way this is happening. Like, uh-huh. You aren't prepared for it. You just don't, because you don't ever expect someone to just get up. Because they're on top of like the dugout. They're doing like some in between the inning thing. And then some person just stood up and just went into like a three point stance almost <laughs> and just tried to, and did tackle yeah. him. That'd be really funny if he stood up, went out into the aisle, and then started stretching. Just like oh, yeah. up his ankles, like, I'm going to fuck up this dinosaur. <laughs> he was doing that for three, four innings. <laughs> Should have had someone on him sooner, but yeah, I was. Cons- I thought like they were gonna like fall off like the dugout because that didn't that didn't happen. If that would have happened, that would have been uh, next level, and I'm sure that guy would have been facing the, a lot of charges. A lot worse than what actually happened, because I think the way that he tackled it was still dead on, and he was in the center of the du- of like on top of the roof of the dugout. Mm-hmm. So if anyone would have leaned the wrong way, they would have had at least a couple feet to work with. Mm-hmm. So it was the best case scenario of when he tackled him and where he tackled him. Like, tackle him on the steps, that's crazy dangerous. That guy could have snapped that dinosaur's neck. Yeah. Just hit him and then just million dollar babied his neck right there. Yeah, extinct him. (laughs) (laughs) So you're a dinosaur? Well, I'm a meteor. Yeah. (laughs) Meet that spine. So, um, do we know what happened to the dude? Did he get, uh, I'm sh- he uh-huh. had him gotten arrested or something. Do you want to hear something great? Yeah. The news put out, uh, they're like, hey, if you'd have any information on the guy who tackled Danger at the Rockies game. <laughs> they put an APB out. <laughs> yeah, they put an APB out, like, call this number. And then the guy just went and turned himself in. He was like, yeah, I tackled that dumb purple dinosaur. Hey, that was me. That was me. I was watching and I was like, I know that guy. Oh, wait. That's me. <laughs> me with the poor form. Yeah, and he uh, he got a he he did not get arrested. Um, he got charged with disorderly conduct, and it's just a payout ticket. That is wildly reasonable. It's extremely reasonable. Let me double check this really quick. Dinger, assaultant. Which that's another crazy thing I'm tweeting right or just <laughs> googling. Yeah, because if that's uh, if that's the precedent set, I mean that's just setting other mascots up to I mean to just be tackled, and brutalized. Yeah, I mean, okay, here we go. Uh, the guy turned himself in. His name is Kenneth Sonley, forty-five, and was cited for assault and disturbing the peace. <laughs> and. Um, we, I mean, it's, the tweet just says "boo drunk guy," so we don't know like how drunk he was. I would like to know 
what and how much he drank. It would be yeah, it would be nice to have you know like afterwards you know have stats of the dr- of the drunk people <laughs> uh, just knowing it's like okay well how many beers deep was he like what inning was it like how much did he have to eat like yeah. all these things we can factor in because yeah. now we're just like we're just like I have no idea where he's at in this <laughs> you know it's like we're coming into a game like you know halfway in yeah. not sure what the pitch count is yeah how many beers per K yeah because uh, form wise if he was eight beers deep that was pretty good for eight beers solid but uh, if that was in the first inning I think you've done a lot to tighten it up keep mm-hmm. you know uh, your feet in a bit more shoulders lined sure. up and I just think uh, it'd be helpful for us <laughs> to make sense out of all these uh, charges yeah and why didn't someone in the Rockies organization just turn a camera to him so we could get the high res super fast motion video of the tackle mm-hmm. and we could be able to break it down frame by frame oh exactly where's the foresight here Come on, you guys. It's ridiculous. It's right there for you. So knowing that they just got a disturbing the peace and maybe some light assault, mm-hmm. what mascot would you like to tackle? Ooh, uh, a mascot I would like to take down. Oh, I think I would really like to go after, I don't know, just like maybe there's like a, a Cardinals mascot. The Redbird? Yeah, I think the Redbird would be fun. I think just like a, like a, a built up, you know, hatred for the Cardinals as a, as a child. Yeah. I think it would be fun, and just to beat the shit out of a bird. <laughs> I, have, I always want that in my day to day life. Yeah, you know, goose preferably. Love to beat the shit out of a goose, but I'd go for I'd go for Cardinal. Cardinal's a good. That's a good one to beat. And knowing that it's like eight states cap, like cap, like official state bird or whatever, mm-hmm. it just feels better to have a leg up on those things. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, your state bird, beat the shit out of it. Beat it up, no big deal. Yeah. Uh, I fucking hate the Philly fanatic, that furry piece of shit. Um, but I already made him cry, so like I'm good. You made him cry? It was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was with uh, it was me and then this kid. I didn't like take him or like have him. He was just uh, okay, next just there. to me. He was just just a free range kid. Yeah, free range kid. Yeah. He hadn't visited your deck yet. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then, um, and uh, his dad was getting something to, to eat or drink, and he was just standing there, and he's just like, "Yeah, I'm feeling fanatic," and like waves at him, and I was just like. Oh, great. Philly Fanatic and Gapper. Two of the things I hate the most. <laughs> and they both looked at me and they're like, what? And they like did this. And then I was like, kid, watch this. You guys suck. And then the kid was like, yeah, you guys suck. <laughs> I hate both of you. <laughs> oh my God, it's <laughs> great. And then they just were like, oh no. And did this. And the Philly Fanatics are making cry faces. And I was like, this is the best day of my life. His tongue comes out and he just makes a noose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel so fanatic today. <laughs> so uh, that was pretty great. That's uh, nice, nice bonding with the child there. Yeah, it was nice to just you know be around kids. Oh, you don't gotta tell me twice. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to get you know help influence the, the next generation. Oh yeah, being around those supple, supple young oh, new generation. <laughs> their shoes. Um, <laughs> yeah. The socks. Oh um, my god. No, um, but it was great like helping them just shape the next generation to also hate Gapper and the Philly fanatic. Yeah, you do. You do hate Gapper. I, I don't hate I don't Gapper. care for him. I'm very uh, I don't have feelings for him. Oh, I have feelings. I know. I know you don't really care for him. I hate him. He would be a fun one to beat up. He would. I think Gapper's Gapper uh, Gapper's 1A and the Philly fanatic 1B. And if I could be in the if I could be in Redzilla and run over both of them at the same time. Oh, that'd be amazing just firing your oh. t-shirt cannon at him. Oh. <laughs> 
Reload! And just lighten him up. Oh. And then I just hold <laughs> Rosie on one arm, just like, yeah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like an old uh, pinup magazine. Oh. That'd be great. And just lighten something up with like three XL shirts <laughs> in the dome. That That is... I think that's a fantasy that I would like to obtain. Yeah. And I would go to jail for all of that. Yeah, it might just be a misdemeanor. We don't know. Yeah, and we well, don't even know how long this guy's going to be banned from the ballpark. Yeah, give it a shot. Give it a whirl. Set a precedent. Come on. Yeah. Live a little. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by Cincinnati Jail Bonds. <laughs> we don't have the bonds at all. Figure it out. Figure it out, Tony. Um, so, update on the drinking pitch clock game mm -hmm. we do have a sponsor high grain brewing will be sponsoring the first one literally just have to get beer and set up a camera and take the time to do it and uh be able it's not just about doing it i think at this point i think it's about doing it and being able to recover the next day yeah i think so too i mean we may be put ourselves behind an eight ball here with uh the initial lay of the land that we sure. threw out it'll be a work in progress but uh we will try it out <laughs> we'll give it we are scientists we would like to figure <laughs> out because we just want to throw this out there to you people and have you guys stumble over this so right. we will do the stumbling for, <laughs> for, for you, you. Um, also, uh, we might need an eight ball to beat this. True. <laughs> we love pool over here. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing crazy. Mm. We don't... Come on. Uh, but yeah, so that's exciting stuff. And, uh, we'll keep you all posted when we decide we're going to be able to... Well, when we have the time, when we have two days to be able to do it. Yeah, it's going to be definitely need to have that recovery period. But no, we'll make that happen. we got to figure out uh, a way to make this drinking game happen. Mm-hmm. It'll be worth it. Um, you know what I didn't like what happened? What was that? The Reds got swept by the Braves. Yeah, it was unfortunate. And it felt like there is a lot of winnable games. I know that's kind of been the theme for most of their losses, being so super close. Yeah, and this was uh, this was one of them. Um, so the Reds lost every single one of those games by one run. All three. The One of the best teams in baseball, you were one run away from turning this from a sweep to sweet pain. Yeah. Um, it, it was uh, difficult to, to watch those. However, it was still very entertaining the whole time. But, yeah, it showed you, like, how uh, well the Reds can compete. And they do have to play with their heads on fire a bit to compete with, like, the level of talent that yep. they were, you know, uh, playing against. Uh, but it's totally doable. And they've shown that they can uh, compete with uh, some of the best players and organizations in the game and entertain you at the you know the same same time yeah and the problem that you have here it seems like everybody in the bullpen over the past week there's a couple of dudes highlighted of course but got their moment in the sun to be like i can shut it down mm -hmm. and they just did not step up to the plate no <clears throat> it was getting uh, obviously and this is like one of the you know trepidations you have being a cincinnati uh reds fan is is the bullpen it seems like every year it's just a, a quagmire uh, of awfulness and <clears throat> you look back at the the losses and you can pinpoint where things go wrong and it always seems to be with the uh, the bullpen what, what's happening kevin newman so we're recording this at uh we're recording this at 703 on monday evening kevin Newman hit a solo home run in the bottom of the second. The Reds now lead the race one to nothing. Elbow! Ow! That's awesome. Because the Rays, we'll get to them. <clears throat> Odyssey with baseball. By the time you watch this, the first game will be over. 
And the Reds will just be, you know, one up on the Rays in the series. Yeah, true. They got a Viking helmet. It's going to be uh, worn hot after this. <laughs> so. Retala. Mm. Um, in the first game, uh, I really just, you know, the offense is there when you when you're scoring four runs, you're scoring six runs, and you're scoring four runs against the Braves, um, in all three respective games. Um, and we'll talk about personal. Well, you know, just who's hot, who's not in a minute. But overall, like, you look at that first game, Graham Ashcraft goes out, six innings six innings pitch, six hits, two earned runs, three walks, seven Ks. He didn't have his best stuff that day. But he did grind. He did really well uh, being able to battle and keep the Reds in it. Yeah, I mean, if you're, you're under 100 pitches, six innings against that lineup that includes Acuna, Olsen, Austin Riley, Sean Murphy, Ozzy Albies, Eddie Rosario, that... That's two thirds of a lineup that that's not there isn't an easy out in there. No, and it didn't seem like he was being uh, overworked by them. It seemed like he was just making adjustments in real time, which seemed very good. Just seeing like these younger pitchers, uh, younger players p- being put in situations where they have to adjust what they're doing in real time and seeing how they respond is pretty good. And Ashcraft did a very very good job of that. He's so good at it. Um, and especially just with all the spin that he's putting on the ball with his fastball and his cutter, like he's just getting ground ball after ground ball. I believe I put this in here, um, which is coming up very soon. I think it isn't, um, but it's something along the lines of 60. Yeah, uh, here it is. Uh, Graham Ashcraft in his, um, he is getting a ground ball rate. He did this against Atlanta. He got uh, 66.7% of his balls that were in play were ground balls. And Saturday, 64.7% of the balls that were hit in the play were ground balls. And overall the season, 60.4% of the balls that he puts in the play are ground balls. And that puts him 15th in all of baseball amongst starting amongst all pitchers that's terrific and just knowing that uh, he does have to swing and miss stuff but being able to rely and be comfortable with the defense behind you mm-hmm. that's going to save you so many pitches yeah it's it's not not only just going to save you pitches it's going to extend it's going to let you extend and keep pitching and it's going to keep your pitch count low that's so nice and like going between hey man i can get you out today with my stuff compared to i don't have my stuff today i'm just going to get ground balls and weak contact Having both of those games in your in your repertoire and being able to do that <clears throat> is amazing. And knowing that this is only his second full year, he's already recognized that and he's already doing it. And doing it against the Atlanta Braves, that's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, it was really exciting to watch. Yeah. Um, so, but they ended up losing that game <laughs> because of Buck Farmer, San Martin, and uh, Derek Law. Oh, San Martin giving up that, giving up a run, and Derek Law just throwing one pitch and giving up two earned runs. Yeah, it was such a bummer. Uh, that was rough. That was rough. Yeah, that was the was that the overtime situation. Yeah, that yeah that's what it was. And then the, yeah, because the Reds <laughs> scored, went ahead, and then the first pitch. Right, two run shot. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that that was a bummer. Just hanging a slider to Ronald Acuna is it like never a good idea, especially when it ends the game. Yeah, that sucked. Uh, but that, <laughs> that that's just been the theme so far is just being able to you know have those breaks in the patchwork where things just really fall through. Yeah, 
And then you follow it up with your next game. The Reds lose 6-7. to seven, And Luis Sesa takes the bump. And it's weird to say that within that week, that wasn't his worst start. No, it got much, much worse. It got far worse. Yeah, and obviously there is a, a drop-off, you know, going from the third starter to fourth uh, and figuring that out. But uh, this is something we anticipated, Yeah, you know. We definitely did. And we were like, oh, boy, how do we fix this? He went three and two-thirds, seven hits, five earned runs, two walks, one strikeout, gave up two homers. The Reds lose six to seven. Um, Rake, Frey, uh, Jose Barrero. With the dinger. So that's good to see that he did that. Um, yeah, his bat's going. He's getting more uh, patient behind the plate. And there's been a lot of great offense. I know uh, the, uh, the the bullpen and, you know, pitching we're talking a lot about. But there's been some really good offense, too. I and mean, they were getting a lot of singles, playing a lot of good small ball. Oh, yeah. Guerrero seeing his bat come alive. Yeah, and there's guys I, we highlighted that were like, oh, man, these are dudes that are completely kicking ass and making this offense run. Um but it's just hard when you have that and then you just get off to such a terrible start for the game with Sesa. Um, and then the Reds followed up losing 4-5. Hunter Green, dear mother of God, six innings pitch, seven hits. A lot of those hits were early. Three earned runs, ten strikeouts. Yeah. And what was nice about him was that he was getting better towards the end of the start. Yeah, again, making those in-game changes and realizing this is – how I'm performing right now, <clears throat> what can I do to have that benefit the team? If I, if I don't have my A stuff, what can I do? But like he was, he was working, uh, his slider was working better. It seemed like he was more comfortable uh, mixing in pitches. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, he, his pitch mix this time, mm. holy crap, he actually used a third pitch. Wild. It's crazy. <laughs> it's almost like if you just throw it out there, they won't expect it. Uh, he had 41.6% he, of the time he threw his fastball, Peaking his average velocity was 98.4 miles an hour. He threw a slider 37.6% of the time with that peaking at 80, er, with an average speed of his slider being 88.4 miles an hour. And his changeup 4% of the time. And his changeup was still with an average speed of 91.9 miles an hour. That's great. I think we're even talking about like if you just threw a third pitch 5% of the time, that's going to improve, uh, you know, the results that you have with having the, you know, hitters be off balance. Yeah. And that's great. How many uh, walks did he have? He had um, zero. That's what I thought. Yeah. So I mean, that was one of the bigger things because, like, in those first couple starts, is just getting behind so quickly and not being able to find his own, and then putting yourself in a hole where you have to then rely on your most comfortable pitch and you know a fastball at any speed. If they know it's coming, you know a professional hitter is gonna gonna hit it. Yeah. So it seemed like this was so much different than the the first two starts. Yeah, I mean, if you watch those last the last three batters he faced, I think all of them went down on the slider. Yeah, and that's huge that he doesn't need to be. He can evolve over this the, the the start and be like, look, I can take a little bit off of it, get some more break, and get these guys to chase. I mean, that ninety mile an hour slider against Ronald Acuna, I think that was the big strikeout for him in that that sequence was huge. It was beautiful, and it was like, holy crap, he's pitching, not throwing. Yeah, thinking ahead of the batters, it was great. Yeah. But then, you know, Spencer Strider had five eggs pitched, four hits, three earned runs, two walks, nine Ks. Like, did you see Quadzilla? You fin I finally got to, like, sit and watch him pitch. It's impressive. Yeah? Oh, yeah. 
I'm not sure if did I got to watch see, Did you not? His, I mean, his quads are this big around. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I'll show you a picture after. Oh, yeah. All right. He's a beast. <laughs> show me the mammies. Uh, I'll show you the mammies. And then uh, we got home. We came home. Uh, and the Reds beat the Phillies 6-2 with Nick Lodolo. Five innings pitched, eight hits, two earned runs, two walks, six Ks. Gave up a homer. Um, but the offense was cruising again. Um, what was interesting, again, is that Nick Lodolo didn't have his best stuff, but then still found a way to work around it and get through it. Um, his He was throwing his fastball 47.4% of the time, his slider 4.1% of the time, his curveball 41.2% of the time, and his changeup 7.2% of the time. He was clearly trying to figure out what pitch was going to work best. Um, but even if he didn't have his best stuff, listen to this, 35.6% of his pitches were whiffs and or called strikes. Yeah, that's great. Even when, like, it's taking you a little bit to find the zone and get, like, you know, good handle on your pitches, if they're that successful when they're coming in, that that's a good thing, you know, yeah. if you're a pitcher trying to figure out the zone. Absolutely. Um, and, th and then the, the bullpen gave up no runs after after Latolo left. Pretty crazy. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, it's great. How, how nuts is that? And then the next night, it was Connor Overton. The Reds lost 8-3. to three. Connor Overton, three innings pitched, five hits, five earned runs, three walks, gave up a homer. Did you see what the Reds did, did uh, yesterday? I think it was either yesterday or this morning. I don't know. Connor Overton is now on the 15-day IL. Oh, really? What happened there? Elbow fatigue. Oh, I bet. Is it real? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah, it probably has to do with a few other things yeah. uh, happening in the Reds' dugout. I think he's still, like, after watching what he did last year, hurting his back, and then watching him in spring, and then what he's done in the few starts, he's not the same pitcher. Yeah. Something's got to be bothering him, or maybe last year was just luck. Yeah, who knows? We'll uh, see when he gets off his IL stint. <laughs> I don't think he's getting off of it. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think he might be sent back down. I don't know if he any, has any options left, but I wish him the best, and it's kind of a bummer, but it seems like that's ran, it, ran its course. Um, and then Fernando Cruz at the end of this game. Boy, howdy. One and two-thirds, three earned runs. Woof. Woof. Um, I emphasize the starting pitching so much because we're going to get to, okay. So you had Ashcraft go again, same thing with the same metrics. The Reds won 13 to nothing. Yeah, it was wild. And they did put a, uh, non-pitcher in, but that was when it was eight to nothing still. Yeah. And they were doing great. I mean, they're stringing together so many nice hits, you know, getting a lot of singles, fighting off pitches, seeing a lot of pitches. They're, uh, they're making uh, pitchers and defenses work to get them out. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like watching a team death by a thousand paper cuts because they will just ground ball gap you. They'll, they'll hit you in the alleys. I mean, there's, this offense isn't like live or die by the home run. Where you watch the Phillies like we have so much in the past week and a half, it's Life by the long ball mm -hmm. with, you know, Castellanos has to hit a double or hit a dinger. Uh, Schwarber, it's dinger or bust. Mm -hmm. And then you look at the rest of the lineup. Or Trey Turner is just a machine. 
But then you look, you're like, and JT Romuto is also a machine. But then you look at the rest of that lineup, it's 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 pretty it's pretty awfully bleak. Yeah. For them anyway, but but it's nice to to watch these these Reds not just have to be. It's not just a team that's having us just going out there slugging. Yeah, you don't have those guys that just have that, um, you know, that on their shoulders of just being like the dominant, you know, powerhouse. Yeah. Clear the bases, dude. You have guys that be able to have a broken bat flare, yeah. you know, and get a couple runs in because you hustled and manufactured some base runners. So, I mean, that's, that is just super thrilling to watch. Yeah, watching India just continually putting it over the second baseman's head. So has good. been nice because there isn't the shift there. So it's like, oh, I can go back to my natural game and how I always hit. Uh, and Graham Ashcraft, six innings pitched, four hits, four walks, four Ks. Again, not his best stuff, but he still had nine. He had nine ground outs and two fly outs. Yeah, hung in there, uh, gave his offense a chance to work. Yeah. And Will Myers came alive. Yeah. Well, four for five, two homers, five rips, and a double. Looking so much better. And it looks like he's definitely changed his approach at the plate. Mm -hmm. He's not way out in no man's land at the very edge of you know, uh, the batter's box. Mm -hmm. He's scooted up a bit more. It seems like he's not having that much of uh, an underwater swing. And things are really, he's really connecting. Yeah. And that was a great game to watch. Do you think he also, I think that his, not just like his, uh, the, like when you're talking about his approach. He's getting on counts earlier. You notice he's getting his hits in like 1-1 one, one counts, 0-1, oh, 0-0, oh, oh, instead of just waiting because it was a lot of full counts and fouling stuff off. Yeah. I mean, if he's attacking pitchers and jumping on some of the, you know, the better, more premier uh, opportunities to hit a ball, and you know, in an account where the pitcher's trying to get ahead of him, it's like, well, why not take a shot right. at that? Because what he was doing previously really wasn't working. Mm -hmm. And so I think that has boosted his confidence so yeah he's able to attack pitches earlier on in the the count yeah it's <laughs> yeah. good do you think what happened is like he got his first paycheck from the red saw it and went oh fuck i'm a major league baseball player and then like he started hitting i gotta homers. do something yeah <laughs> yeah oh i gotta turn this thing on i gotta get this thing rolling I, I think he listened to our podcast and maybe picked up some pointers you know what i can tell you for a fact he listened Oh yeah? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in our DMs. He's like, you guys, you guys are the real deal. You guys rule. You guys are great. I've been thinking about it. Because of you, I'm gonna change my name from Will to Will with two L's. Yeah, I'll switch up my pine tar. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. I went from long cut to pouches and it changed the game. <laughs> uh what uh whatever but then what happened that next day was brutal. The Reds lost 14 to 3. Luis Sesa, three innings pitched, 14 hits, 11 earned runs, three walks, only one homer. Here's my question for you. Uh, do you think that Luis Sesa is done in the rotation? Man, uh, hopefully he can't be the the answer we have for like the fourth starter. Or five. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad, but like I'm not sure how we can plug that gap. You know, uh, uh, unless we're having long breaks in between series and can this be a three-man mm -hmm. rotation, it seems a little bleak to fill that out. But there's yeah. there's opportunities for some younger pitchers to come up. But, yes, Asa uh, is so far not the guy for the job. He's not. And the problem is is that we are smack dab in the middle of a 21-day 21 21 straight run of games. Yeah. So it's like if you're going to make the adjustment, you've got to – not the adjustment. You're going to make the change. You better do it now and get somebody to come up from I-71 north and get ready to pitch because I think it's either his not his spot but Overton spots in like two days to pitch yeah because you got Hunter Green tonight Nick Lodolo tomorrow 
So yeah, you gotta figure that out quick. Um, let's get with who's hot. Will Myers, his last seven games, he's had 25 ABs, five runs, nine hits, two homers, eight ribs. Did those two home runs and five of those RBIs come in one game? Yeah, but fuck you, he's on fire. Yeah, how could you not be more on fire than that? It was amazing. He was, what, a triple away from the cycle? Something great in the field, too, making some diving plays. Solid contact. It, it was a sweet game. Yeah, it was awesome. We had to talk shit. I was getting ready to come on this week after watching those first couple games in Atlanta, watching that series, and going, I think he's washed. Mm -hmm. I texted in a group chat with friends. I was like, I think that Will Myers is washed. And then the next day, four for five. Again, there's some sort of telepathy there. He's <laughs> he's like, tuned in to the nasty boys. Yeah, well, he understands. We hear you, Will. Well, it's the Will to Billy connection. Mm -hmm. When when a new Will comes into town, we mind melt mm -hmm. and we just start getting things rolling. Um, Will Myers, Jonathan India, in his last seven, he's got he's batted 400, 452 on base percentage, and 560 slugging. This I didn't think he was going to come back this hot. And start this hot, but good lord. Looks like a machine up at the plate. Yeah, he's better than he was in 21. Yeah, it just uh, seems extremely comfortable, extremely balanced up there, seeing the ball through, and just be able to make like solid contact and line drives, mm -hmm. just shooting it right back up the box. It's great. Yeah, that 452 on base percentage is um, perfect for a leadoff guy, which is really nice. And then Spencer Steer in his last seven, uh, he's got 10 hits and 23 ABs. He's batting 435, 519, and 522. Yeah, a lot of guys coming together to make stuff happen. Yeah, I mean, this is what you we, we were like. Where is some of where is the offense coming from outside of Tyler Stevenson and India, and especially with Stevenson the past week, he's been a little. He's not been as great. He's a little. His bat's cooled off a little bit, but we needed those two dudes to step up, and it's uh, it's really, really, really encouraging to see. And it's really fun. And I put who's not hot on here, Kevin Newman. And he already hit a homer this game. It's yeah, happening how about right it? now. The Jason Vossler experience is over. He's batting a cool 100. Yeah, he cooled off pretty quickly there. Uh, hopefully something turns around and we get to mm -hmm. figure out more about what type of player he is. But yeah, haven't really seen any production from him. No, none. And um, so those two are Jason Vossler and Kevin Newman, except for the homer that Kevin Newman just hit. Aside from the game that's happening right now while we're recording this, they're a little—they're not, not doing too great. And it's, you can also tell Vossler's lost because he's got eight Ks in his last seven games. So almost half of his ABs are ending in strikeouts. Yeah, he's not seeing it. And who's heating up is Jose Barrero. We hit a homer we mentioned. You know, we talked about him going longer into counts. He doesn't seem lost up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe with Ellie De La Cruz getting ready to come back for the bats, he's like, I got to figure this out. Yeah, these are statement games coming up for him here. And so far, this statement has been, I can play, I can hit. I deserve to be here. <laughs> but no, that, that has been good because he's, he's a player that you've really wanted to root for for a while. Uh, we've known about him and the Reds organization for a bit and seeing him, you want to come into fruition into the player you want him to be. And so far... At least in the past week, he's been looking pretty nice. He's been getting there. Um, so with the back end of the rotation, Overton's on the IL. Luis Sesa, yeah, I would just move him back to the pen. I mean, he can give you one solid inning. He's done it before. Or maybe he's a swing and does two solid innings. Mm -hmm. I think that the Reds are going to bring up Luke Weaver. I think he isn't going to make his next start in AAA. I think they're going to bring him up. 
And then something like a maybe a Chase Anderson they bring up who's 35 who's in AAA and started for them um, in spring training to fill the void left by Overton on the IL. Um, but Brandon, the big thing is Brandon Williamson isn't ready. I pulled up his numbers. Um, Brandon Williamson, in his last start, he had five innings pitch, six hits, four runs, gave up two homers, and had two walks. In the game before that, he had five walks. So he is throwing shit up over the heart of the plate. The only thing that is encouraging is from his last start, he had five Ks. But he's clearly not ready, so you can't have him come up. Um... It's just, it's just four and five. It's kind of a bummer when you see that it's not coming together as much as you hoped. Yeah, there's, there's no solution for it right here. At least none that makes any real sense or solves the, the problem. But uh, that's just more opportunity for some of these younger guys to fill that void, and there's going to need to be a solution for because uh, we can't keep going on and having these you know big exploding games. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe the Reds feel comfortable calling up Andrew Abbott from Double A just to yeah. start him out. You know, kid had 13 strikeouts. Yeah. I mean, what else do you need to see? Yeah, I mean, it could have hurt worse than what we just uh, experienced. So, no. but, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that could happen here. There's a lot that definitely could. Um, so here's what's coming up for your Red Legs right now. They're playing the race. They've got two more at home after today, Monday. So you'll be watching this Tuesday morning. We got uh, against the race at 6:40 Tuesday, then 12:35 Wednesday, and then they are gone. They're in Pittsburgh for four, and then they come home to face the nasty Texas Rangers. Um, that's that's uh, not a great stretch with the Rays, and the Pirates are playing better baseball. I mean, they're still they're eight and six at the time of this recording. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're no slouches at the moment without O'Neill Cruz. Oh yeah, it's such a bummer. It really is. And you're like, oh, man, Pittsburgh's not terrible. So it's not going to be a cakewalk, but, you know, that's what a lot of this season's looking and shaping up to be is, like, everybody playing everybody. And even when you start early in the division, ah, you better get those wins. Yeah, there's not going to be too much uh, breathing room here. So get them in when you can and, you know, just always make sure to play your best baseball. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, man. So... Um, yeah, let's round third and head for home. What do you got coming up? Um, I will be uh, in Michigan next weekend with uh, my buddy Gabe Kia. I think it's on the 28th, perhaps. And then on the 30th, I think I'll be some other place. Motor, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll be there on the... Oh, I think that's, those are the dates I'm screwing up. Yeah. I think the motor's the 28th. Okay. Michigan's the 30th. Mm -hmm. um, I'll be in Bloomington. No, I'll be in Bloomington the twenty eighth. Okay, that's what it is, gang. I have no <laughs> idea where I'm going to be. I'll be at I'll, I'll be at uh, at Limestone uh, June first through the third in Bloomington. I just found out I'll be uh, on that festival. So congratulations. Well, oh, thank you, buddy. Of course, pal. Um, this starting Thursday, I will be at Thursday night at eight o'clock. I will be at the Annoyance Theater in Chicago, Illinois. And then Friday, Saturday, I'll be in Rochester, Minnesota mm -hmm. at Goonies Comedy Club. Nice, buddy. So that'll be fun. So come out to those if you live around there. If not, I get it. Don't drive to Rochester <laughs> if you don't have to. If you're like, I'm going to go from Cincinnati to Rochester, don't. Just don't. So uh, check out InTheClutch.com for all of your MLBPA needs and Savannah Banana needs. Use the promo code THENEWNASTYBOYS, all caps. 10% off. 
And thank you to High Grain Brewing for sponsoring what is going to be the best drinking game ever played on this show. So, uh, thank you so much for watching and listening. And as always, go Red Legs. Go Red Legs.